everyone, I'm Leslyn Keith, and I'm here again with another Research Update Flash Briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about a study by researchers from Texas and Arizona in the U.S. The title of their paper is Lymphatic Function and Anatomy in Early Stages of Lipedema. It was published in Obesity, the research journal for the Obesity Society, in April of 2022. The aim of this study was they stated that because it is shown that several defects in lymphatic anatomy and function are present in early stages of lymphedema, the authors wanted to see if this was also the case in early stages of lipedema. In other words, before the presence of lipolymphedema. Specifically, the authors wanted to image lymphatics of early stage lipedema using near infrared fluorescence lymphatic imaging which uses an agent called endocyanine green, sometimes referred to as ICG. The participants in the study were 20 individuals with either stage 1 or stage 2 lipedema. All of them had not progressed yet to lipolymphedema. Their average age was 40 years, and their average BMI was 29.3. The authors used published data from a group of nine control individuals. These were six men and three women, and they had an average age of 43 years and an average BMI of 30. So they felt like this was a good group of healthy controls. So to be included in the study, the participants in the lipedema group had to be at least 18 years of age. And they had to have a diagnosis of either stage one or stage two lipedema. You were excluded if they had an allergy to iodine, because that was a median for the imaging. And they also had to be willing to travel, usually by plane, to Houston for imaging. This study was carried out during the lockdowns and restrictions with the pandemic. So it took place in 2020. If you were pregnant or breastfeeding, you're also excluded. The methods that they used is that each participant in the lipedema group received 10 to 16 injections of ICG to the designated locations on their legs, abdomen, and wrists in order to image the lymphatics. So the authors then used this near-infrared imaging of the lymphatics to describe the lymphatic anatomy and also to calculate the lymph propulsion rates. So let's look at the results. In those participants that were designated as having stage one lipedema, and this was eight participants, and so it was a total of 16 legs that they imaged. In this group, they found the following anomalies or lymphatic abnormalities. Three of them, or 19%, had unusually widespread lymphatic structures that actually did transport and propel the lymph, but it was much more widespread than they would have expected. Four of them, or 25%, had what they call tortuous vessels. So it's almost like really a kind of a corkscrew instead of a streamlined presentation of the vessels. Another four, or 25%, had what they described as radiating vessels. And they defined radiating vessels as, quote, superficial vessels radiating from the injection site, but apparently not connected to deeper lymphatics. 
So when they injected the IC green, that seemed to get into these superficial lymphatics, but then they didn't go anywhere. So the tracer just kind of stayed right there. And nine of them, or 56%, had what they called interstitial backflow around at least one injection site. So meaning that that fluid was not taken up and removed. It kind of stayed at the injection site. And then nine of them, or 56%, had evidence of what they called segmentation. And this means that the image of the lymphatic vessel periodically appeared and then disappeared. And I'm going to talk more about this segmentation later on. 13 of them, or 81%, showed a distinct decrease in the brightness of the signal in the shins compared to the feet. So interesting. And the authors believe this may be related to how the feet are usually not affected by lipedema as they are in at least in early stages. And so we had much more bright signal in the feet because we had good lymphatics there. And then it was dimmer getting up into the shins and even dimmer up into the thighs. And this would be indicative of that you were not able to see the lymphatics as good in lipedema versus a healthy control. 15 or 94% presented with dilated or distended lymphatic vessels. And then really importantly is that zero presented with what they call dermal black backflow. So this is lymph flowing back into those superficial lymph capillaries going the wrong direction. And this characteristic dermal backflow is actually a typical characteristic of lymphedema. And then the participants that were stage two, and this was 11 participants or 22 legs, five of them or 23% had either unusually widespread lymphatic structures or lymphatic structures with unusual characteristics. And then eight or 36% had those tortuous vessels. Eight or 36% had an accumulation of tracer around at least one injection site. That is just like we saw in a couple of those in stage one. So that tracer kind of stayed there and didn't get picked up by any of the initial lymphatics. And then 11 or 50% presented with evidence of what we're calling segmentation. And another 15 or 68% had those radiating vessels. And then 18 or 82% had that distinct decrease in brightness in the shins compared to the feet. So even more of a chance that you would have good vessels in the feet not so good in the shins when we get to stage two. And then 22 or 100% had dilated vessels or those distended vessels. And then also again, zero presented with that dermal backflow that's usually present in lymphedema. They did have one person who was stage three. I'm not sure why, because I thought they were only going to have stage one and two, but they did have one person in stage three that they imaged. And this person had all of the abnormalities that were listed for the two previous stages, except this person did not have the radiating lymphatic vessels and did not have that unusually widespread or what they call diffuse lymphatics. And this person, like the others, did not have the dermal backflow. Now, they also did the arms on several of the participants. 
And interestingly, the arms were mostly normal in appearance, with the exception of just a couple of them, because three of the participants had evidence of what they're calling segmentation. Two had the tortuous vessels in the arms. One had dilated vessels in the arm. And one participant who previously had undergone liposuction for her lipedema in her arms, she had the dermal backflow. So that was interesting. So that was the anatomy that we were able to visualize. And now let's look at the function. And so the function of the lymphatics, because they only had control data for the lower legs in that small group of healthy controls, so they did not have anything to compare the arm data with. So they did not use the arm data in their function results. And also that one participant with stage three was not included in the analysis for the function results. So the average propulsion rate for lymphatics in both stage one and stage two was actually significantly faster than it was in the healthy controls. Both stage one and stage two lipedema groups had a rate of 1.4, while controls had an average rate of 0.9. So that was also a very interesting result. And before I talk to you about the conclusions that the authors came up with, let me just tell you first some potential limitations of this study. As is very common with studies with lipedema, it had a very small sample size. So it's just 20 individuals with lipedema. And it was not blinded. So that means that the researchers looking at the imaging knew that all of these participants had a diagnosis of lipedema. So that could increase the susceptibility to bias because the researchers or the people looking at the data were not blinded to who had and who did not have the disorder. So one example they talk about is when we talk about the segmentation of lymphatic vessels. And one thing that they tried to do to mitigate the possibility of bias in the case of segmentation was that because the vessels may appear in the imaging to be segmented, either, you know, bright and then disappear and then reappear again. So they feel like it looks like they're in these segments instead of being continuous. They tried to say instead that not diagnose it specifically with being segmented, but it had signs of segmentation. And so they reported it that way, just in the hopes that they could avoid some of that bias. So now let's look at their conclusions. So the authors found some distinct differences between lymphedema and early stage lipedema. One is that early stage lipedema, none of these participants exhibited dermal backflow. And this is a very common and pretty much always in lymphedema that you have dermal backflow. And also these participants had a significantly higher lymph pumping rates. And so at early stage, we seem to have that higher than normal pumping rate, whereas lymphedema, you don't have that. And also there was that significant presence in almost all of the participants in stage two and quite a few in the stage one had dilated lymphatic vessels. So one theory that the authors propose is because it is found that lipedema and lymphedema both exhibit increased levels of platelet factor four. And this is a biomarker that is believed to be indicative of 
defective lymphatic function. It may be that increased PF4 may actually drive the related but different processes of inflammation in lipedema compared to lymphedema. So they both are having inflammation, but it shows in different ways in lipedema and lymphedema. The authors also believe that differences between early stage lipedema and lymphedema suggest that lymphatic failure does not cause lipedema, but may be more of a consequence of lipedema. Certainly, lymphatic failure is very important in the progression to lipolymphedema. The authors propose that dilation or that widening or enlargement of lymphatic vessels and the increased pumping rate may be in response to increased inflammation in the fat tissue in lipedema. Once the lymphatics fail to keep up with the increased load in later stages of lipedema, the reduced clearance of toxins and waste products can further increase inflammation and result in further lymphatic failure. This is a vicious cycle that can contribute to the development of lipolymphedema. For this reason, the authors recommend appropriate treatment that can successfully interrupt this cycle. They recommend complete decongestive therapy, which is manual lymph drainage, skin care, compression therapy, along with movement and exercise. And they also suggest using a pneumatic pump. I would add an anti-inflammatory eating plan such as a ketogenic diet to this recommendation. This study is important for women with lipedema as it offers not so much a potential avenue for early diagnosis of lipedema, but it gives a strategy for ruling out a diagnosis of lymphedema. The usefulness of this paper was also highlighted for me recently when we received a question that came up on our social media group. And a person asked that if her lymphatics were found to be functioning normally, could she still have lipedema? Well, yes, because of this paper, I would say that you still could have early stage lipedema, even if you have good lymphatic drainage. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.